Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Captain of the Keeper Old Time Vintage Hockey Radio Program Podcast. The show where we discuss all things hockey and we don't hold back for the fact that we love some old time vintage hockey action. I'm your host, the Captain, and with me as always is number 38 on your programs, number one in your hearts, the Keeper. Hey, nice job. On today's quick take show, we are going to do another question and answer segment, which was wildly popular amongst our growing social media fan base, which is really nice to see. And uh, we'll finish off with a little roundup of first round playoff action, which could potentially have its last game tonight with the St. Louis Blues and Vancouver Canucks uh, potential elimination game tonight. Well, it might as well be an elimination game. (laughs) I'm uh... Taking a quick look at some of these standings, I absolutely cannot wait to get to our official, and this you may have some deja vu right now because we had the same thing after the play-in round. I can't wait to get to our round one recap a little bit later on, but first, uh, let's get to this question and answer. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the first question here, Keeper. I don't know how you managed to awesome. do it, but this is another easy one, I think, for you. So let's start it <laughs> off here. This one comes at us from DNO72862. Uh, it's uh, directed towards the keeper here it says uh, I saw your 75th anniversary patch post on Instagram. Uh, what do you think is the greatest vintage shoulder patch of all time? Wow. That's a great question. I have, I don't even know where to start. There's too many shoulder patches throughout uh, NHL history to pick from, but I do love that 75th anniversary patch. I associate that with uh, the, my earliest hockey memories. That's the first season that I really started to follow the game. But as far as a shoulder patch, uh, I got to pick the, actually, two. I have two, but they're from the same franchise. The first is the Fleur de Lis from the Quebec Nordiques. Uh, I think it'd be hard-pressed to find a better shoulder patch, and they actually use it along the trim of their waistline. And the second one comes from the Colorado Avalanche. I absolutely love that foot, the the, the Sasquatch or the Abominable Snowman um, shoulder patch that they had. Uh, for the first uh, almost 19 or so years of their existence. But when they switched over to the uh, the Colorado Flag C, that's pretty cool. But it's definitely not as fun as the foot for me. It's the Nordiques Avalanche, the Fleur de Lis, and the foot. I think those are awesome. So the next question up uh, is for you, Captain. Uh, this one might be a, it's probably, this is actually a pretty fun one. This question comes from MJCJL. And they ask, um, Captain, what's your favorite NHL goal song? Well, that's an easy one. Doesn't really require much thought for me. I actually had this one play at my wedding as my wife and I entered the reception area. Uh, that would have to be the Brass Bonanza. Great Hartford choice. Whalers, you can't go wrong there. Uh, whether it's playing in the background of a, an NHL 94 game or more recently, I had the uh, pleasure of attending the Carolina Hurricanes re-embodied as the Hartford Whalers taking on the Boston Bruins and uh, also the Los Angeles Kings with the full Whalers regalia and the brass bonanza playing when they scored each and every goal. Uh, it's just a great time to be alive as an old time vintage hockey fan when you're in an arena and the brass bonanza is blaring after a goal has been scored. Everything's right in the world. That is, a you, do- that is a dose of nostalgia. And this is a good one too. And I could answer this one also in the same way that you did as a wedding song. Uh, I entered into my wedding with my wife to the New York Rangers goal song. 
uh, the one that, you know, the popular one that's played right now. Uh, so we both uh, have some good hockey and wedding goal song connections. And that was a real crowd pleaser. I know I'm sure yours was too. I mean, there was not uh, everyone standing on their feet. No one's sitting in their chairs when that stuff's going on. So, I mean, hockey, hockey goal songs are, are definite fan favorites. It's, it's a can't-go-wrong, can't-miss type of thing, uh, especially you want to, I mean, you want to get the crowd riled up, that's the way to do it. The goal song will do it every single time. And uh, I hope our listeners have had some enjoyment listening to the New York Rangers goal song in the background. Unfortunately, we could not afford the rights to the Brass Bonanza, uh, so we're going to have to go ahead and leave that one out. But definitely love the Rangers as well. They've had that one for about 20 years or so now. Uh, pretty good stuff there for sure. So, Keeper, we got another question for you here. Uh, this one comes from Neely 89 says, I just saw a Jim Carrey card posted on 90s NHL's Instagram page. What happened to that guy? Oh, man, I, I saw that post as well, and I love anything to do with Jim Carrey. Not the actor, but Jim Carrey, the goaltender. Uh, I remember uh, being in middle school and Jim Carrey broke onto the NHL scene with the Washington Capitals in the lockout shortened season of 1995. Um, he, was so, he was so much fun to watch. I mean, he was so nonchalant in net. He was so calm. It was like he wasn't even trying. And, I mean, he, he took the league by storm. You know, he had that cool Portland Pirates helmet with the pirate on it that, that, that he was wearing when he was playing for the Capitals. Um, he had that outstanding shortened season that got the Caps into the playoffs. He faltered in the playoffs against the Penguins. That was kind of his Achilles heel, the playoffs. And uh, the following season in 95-96, he wins the Vezina Trophy as the NHL's best goaltender as the Capitals switched to those uh, blue and black and gold uniforms, if you remember those with the Eagle logo. Um, and he had a great year that year. Uh, he started to fall off the next season. Again, he had a bad playoff against Pittsburgh. Ole Kolzig kind of paved the way for Olaf Kolzig to, to make a name for himself. Uh, he's traded to the Bruins in the 96-97 season uh, in early March. Listen to, the, listen to the players in this deal. This is pretty like a who's who of NHL legends. So Boston gave up Bill Ranford, which we could probably spend a whole show talking about how amazing Bill Ranford is. Um, Adam Oates and Rick Tockett. I mean... That's incredible. In return, uh, the, the the Bruins received Jim Carrey, Anson Carter, who's all over the uh, TV right now as a, an analyst, uh, Jason Allison, and a draft pick. So pretty big move. He goes to his hometown, but Jim Carrey kind of falls. He kind of falls apart, right? He doesn't do very well in Boston. Um, he ends up getting sent down to Providence, and it was kind of sad to watch him at the end of that ninety six ninety seven season with the Bruins, where he couldn't stop a puck. And you kind of wonder how does a guy go from winning a Vezina trophy to just seemingly losing his confidence altogether. And I, I felt bad for him, but uh, he made a lot of money playing the game. So I guess he was not hurting for any, you know, financial, um, you know, situation. He was doing pretty well for himself. Uh, he did end up finishing his career with the blues, played a couple of games with St. Louis and uh, had to look up where he is right now. And according to some sources online, it appears that he started a business and living in Florida. I mean, and he was he was 25 years old when he was out of the game. That's amazing. Amazing to think that at 25, you've made like, according to the source there, $13 million. I'm not really sure. And you start a whole new life for yourself. And I don't even know if he follows hockey, watches hockey, is into it at all. But he lived a dream. I would I would trade places in, in terms of having an NHL career with him in a heartbeat. Even to That's be a flash, 
even to be a flash in the pan. Dream setting right there to take on that sort of uh, (laughs) have that meteoric rise, have it be shut down. All of a sudden you're out. I imagine he's something like Daryl, the Sasquatch that appears in the (laughs) commercials that play during the NHL games going on. Keeper, this one isn't from the fans. This is from me after uh, that fan kind of posted that. Uh, I, I actually really like that whole idea. I think we may bring this back as a segment going forward, trying to find some of these obscure vintage hockey players and uh, where are they at right now. I, I love the idea of checking in and seeing what happened to some of these guys. But um, at the moment, what comes to my mind is, so you just talked about what happened to Jim Carrey. Who's next of the current group? Do you see anybody with any potential that maybe uh, – flash in the pan they may drop off in two more years from now we might be saying who uh i don't know i'm afraid to kind of mention anybody's names right now but i will say one that was from the last few years if anybody out there remembers uh the hamburglar andrew hammond who really just blew onto the scene with the ottawa senators in 2014-15 went on a run that took the senators from the basement all the way to the playoffs i think it was like 20 straight i mean like 20 something wins in a row you know that people were throwing hamburgers on the ice I mean, he has, I think he has a free meal pass to McDonald's for the rest of his life. <laughs> uh, he's still playing in the American League, though, so he's still playing. It's not like he's, he's quit hockey. It's not like guys like Jim Carrey just quit quit the game altogether. Blaine Locker is another one, but maybe we'll save him for another segment. But I, I don't know. Andrew Hammond is one that recently comes to mind. I don't know if I could name any guys right now. be funny if a guy like Jordan Bennington falls off. Wouldn't that be interesting? But I don't want to. Like champion. I don't want to curse anybody right now, but he, you know, he had the whole thing with Justin Bieber earlier in the year. I don't know. That don't, I don't want to predict the name because I don't want to put myself out there, but that'd be a fun one, wouldn't it? Well, it could be. Uh, I, I will say for disclosure, uh, this particular episode is being recorded uh, during the St. Louis Vancouver game. It is the end of the first period. Vancouver's up one, nothing. I think if Vancouver holds on and wins this game, you might see Jordan Bennington, uh, standing out on the streets with a long, unshaven beard, holding out a cup <laughs> for money, uh, it could happen. You never know. This well, guy he'll be, could be out there. He'll be holding him. out. He'll be holding out a Stanley Cup. Well, uh, he's got a Stanley Cup, and that's pretty good. But he could be the next Jim Carrey. Who knows? It's certainly a possibility, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, all right, so I think we've uh, done pretty well with our question and answer. We have there. one more question, though, Captain. I think we got to get to this one. I don't, I don't know if you you saw this one or you read this earlier, but this is a good one. Um, for you, uh, the question comes from D Flats Two, and D Flats Two has a pretty good one for you. Here it goes. He says, "I'm pretty sure the origin story that you said on your last Q and A was the plot of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles." What's the real story? Uh, That's a lot to unpack there, Captain. You want to take that one? First of all, that is completely and utterly ridiculous. Uh, I would like to address uh, the origin story again. Uh, Maybe the previous instance was a little confusing to some of our listeners. Uh, I'll go ahead and break it down a little bit simpler this time, and hopefully everyone out there can understand. So um, my recollection, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Keeper, uh, Keeper and I were approached by a group of leading geneticists, scientists, uh, and they all were trying to find a way to bring back old time vintage hockey. Uh, their idea was simple. They wanted to capture the DNA from a mosquito trapped in amber under a Zamboni from 1987, roughly. Uh, they wanted us to design a theme park where people would come 
ride around in a Jeep with a big Captain of the Keeper logo stamped on the side and uh, drive around this theme park and see all things vintage hockey. Uh, so the show was born just like that. As simple as that. Uh, no issues in our version. I, I don't recall anything happening, but uh, they quickly did abandon the project. Unfortunately, they decided to go with a different theme and a different direction. I understand it worked out pretty well for them. I mean, we, we have been described in the past as dinosaurs. So I think that's pretty fitting description of how we came to be. So that's, that's satisfies me. All right. Now let's take a look at round one and our predictions and see how well we did. Uh, Captain, you want to start taking this one away? I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Keeper, I've been chopping at the bit for this one for quite a while. Uh, I can't believe we're having a little deja vu all over again. Uh, The Nostradamus of hockey is what I was reluctantly labeled as after my success in the play-in round. But here we are after most of round one. We still have Vancouver and St. Louis going on. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm looking at our sheet here, and this isn't good. It didn't go well, and I mean, this could happen to anybody. But you only so far had one correct prediction out of and, and you know people out there there's eight so if you flip a coin the chances are roughly 50 50 you know you, you get it right four, you get four wrong if you spend your entire life collecting vintage nhl merchandise playing the game studying the game watching the game you apparently only get one out of eight right if you're the keeper fortunately if you're the captain Uh, You're in a much better position here Uh, going down by the numbers. I'm sitting on about, I'm going to go ahead and say seven, right? With the only one uh, that we got wrong due to a minor technicality of the Boston Bruins stomping out and destroying (laughs) the Carolina hurricanes. But uh, so let's, let's take a quick uh, recap. So keeper, what I'm going to do for the fans here, I'm going to play them up brief audio montage which has not been doctored or altered in any way uh just kind of recapping our picks from round one uh marty perko take it away previously on the captain of the keeper i picked tampa bay do you think there really is a chance that columbus can pull this out i am going to embarrass you one more time with the blue jackets and i am doubling down on the jackets i will not go against columbus this offseason as long as they're in the mix you're going down with the ship in Columbus. I respect I will, yeah. that. Uh, but obviously, we all know, those of us that are uh, functioning adults, we understand that uh, Tampa Bay will be moving on. I respect your pick, but again, I'm here to tell you why you're wrong. The Boston Bruins clearly should be the favorite in this game. And I'm going to go with uh, I'm going with Car- Carolina to undo what happened last year. I think they're going to take it. We both picked the Islanders in this series. I'm counting here. I've got... Five losses for you and five correct predictions for me. I am going to go with Philadelphia. No, losing to Montreal. And I'm going Canadians in that series. Terry Price, yes, he could steal the three games that he needed to get that win. Four out of seven against the Philadelphia Flyers, the way that they're playing right now, uh, it's not going to happen. And I'm going to pick the Blackhawks because I'm, I'm gutsy. Unfortunately for you, Vegas is going to take this series. Uh, Vegas is going to move on. That that one for me, this is an easy one. Vegas has got this one pretty much in the bag. I figure I, uh, you know, if I was wrong once, I'll uh, pick the right team this time, and I'll go with Calgary. Hey, Calgary's going to win on the strength of 
Cam Talbot one more time. Obviously, I did the responsible thing, and I went with Nathan McKinnon and the Colorado Avalanche to finally put the stake through the heart of the Desert Dogs, and you went for the Arizona Coyotes here. I obviously did the noble thing and went for the Vancouver Canucks, like anybody you know, with kind of a heart thinks St. Louis is going to come out on top in that series. And uh, I'm gonna, I'll go in front runner, and I don't care. Ouch, keeper! <laughs> that was a tough break. How do you respond to that? Well, you know, I I just got to put this one behind me. I think that's the only thing I could do. I got to watch the video, check back, and uh, you know, see what what went wrong. I really took it on the chin there. Uh, you know, it's one game at a time. Um, fourth win is the hardest to get. Everyone knows that. Three goal leads the hardest lead in uh, to keep in hockey. Um, I didn't get pucks deep. I uh, didn't move my feet enough. I uh, didn't manage the game well at all. Um, didn't play the full 60 minutes, uh, just didn't bring my A game for this round. And, uh, definitely going to come back stronger. We have a lot of good guys in the room and, uh, we're going to have a great round too. Could just feel well, it. Pretty well said there, keeper. It seems as though you've been through a hockey interview or two before. I won't accuse those answers of being cliche, but, um, I will raise what I will raise here is some statistics because, I'm not ready to move on with your kind of laissez-faire approach to this uh, answer here. So we're going to take a quick look, uh, just our closing thoughts on some of these series. So uh, Tampa Bay versus Columbus. I think everybody was impressed by the effort Columbus put up for the most part, despite the loss. A lot of respect for the uh, the, the compete that those guys had. Ultimately, uh, Tampa prevailed. We saw that. Um you, you did have an opportunity to uh, see a little uh, goaltending action, though, from Columbus there. Yeah, Corpusallo really stood on his head. I think he made a name for himself. You know, he's, I think he's established himself as a number one goaltender. I, I thought it was going to be Merzlikens going in, you know, and he was in there for the qualifying round for that that brief, you know, collapse against Toronto, and then it was all Corpusallo. You know, um, Braden Point, two two overtime winners. That's, you know, pretty impressive show, the the – the Lightning look like they're going to be a team to be reckoned with, and we'll see uh, how they do against Boston. Well, speaking of Boston, the team that uh, you know won on a technicality by absolutely obliterating their opponent in the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, this one, my main takeaway was that I, I think, and this is something you and I have never experienced before because there's never been a play-in round before. I think with this one, uh, I think anybody could have made this mistake. This was even the greatest thinkers of our age could have made this mistake. Philosophers. Because, yeah, anybody would have made this because you looked at the way Boston just stunk it up in the play-in round and Carolina was on fire against New York. <laughs> I think you and I both took that play-in round to mean a little bit more than it did and the round, round robin I think we we put too much I'll say I think we put a little too much value on what happened in that play in and round robin leading up to this and once it started uh Rod Brendamore's shirtless adjustments didn't seem to matter nothing that Carolina did obviously once Sveshnikov went down that series was pretty much curtains and Boston had their way uh rest of the way any final takes on that one you know I I I went with the heart you know I went with the heart for Carolina I mean they they had that you know they destroyed the Rangers in the play-in, so I figured they're on. They're a team that you can't root, you know, root against, and they're a team you can't pick against. But um, even after Tuka Rask is opts out of the bubble, they roll off three straight wins with Yaroslav Halak, and Carolina had leads in games, and they blew those leads. So Boston showed a lot of championship savvy. Obviously, they've been to the finals 
uh, last season. So I underestimated underestimated the Bruins for sure. And I don't know if I'll do that again next round. But again, they're in for a challenge. And uh, we'll see if Halak is still up to it and if the Bruins can. It seems like they bailed him out a couple of times. So maybe they'll uh, see if they could do that again. Well, sounds good. We'll see if he's got any more of that 2010 magic in him. Uh, so the next one we've got here, the Islanders and the Caps. We both picked this one correctly. Um, I've checked down this list a couple times, and unless St. Louis pulls one out of their hat tonight, this is your only correct pick of the entire round. So why don't you tell us, you know, the Islanders are the only team of all eight that you picked correctly. Again, you know, when we factor in that uh, basic chance means you should have got at least four. The Islanders are the only one you picked right. Tell me what you did right there and what went well for you. I'm not really big on the analytics uh, and the numbers that you're throwing out there, so I'm not really going to talk too much about that. Just flipping a coin is all it really is. It's simple. I mean, mean, that's advanced analytics, but, you know, the Islanders are a pretty good team. Uh, They look great against Florida. They looked even better against um, Washington. They were able to to dominate the caps at points. Uh, there 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 were points in that series where I said, oh, my God, I don't know if anybody could beat the Islanders. I mean, they look like they could go all the way to, to win the cup. They look like they could be heading to, to Edmonton for a conference final and maybe even a Stanley Cup final. I think Barry Trotz right now is not to be reckoned with. The Islanders are definitely not sleeping on anybody anymore. They are a contender. And I will be picking them, I think, in round two. But I don't want to reveal too much now, so I'll just backtrack a little bit. Well, that's good. Obviously, I also guess that one correct so i'm not going to disagree with any of your points there a pretty easy one for me one of my several that were correct uh figured i'd give you a chance to shine on that since it was your only one that was correct uh but now moving on to numbers uh, are numbers yeah uh, i mean they're overwhelming so vegas versus chicago you saw the luster of my chicago pick in the last round and you you jumped ship and you went for chicago uh but this has got to be one that you must have enjoyed, though. My correct pick in uh, Robin Lehner going in there for Vegas and beating his old team. What's that like, Keeper? Tell us about that. Uh, it's got to be satisfying, right, as far as Lehner's concerned. And I, you know, I bet you Chicago never thought that they'd be seeing him in the playoffs, you know, when they dealt him away before the, before the, the, the shutdown of play. So that must have been, a, oh, geez, we're going to have to face this guy that we just got rid of. So that must have been satisfying for Lehner. I, I know Fleury had a game in there. Fleury had a win. But uh, those games are pretty close. I mean, a couple of, it was an overtime game in there. I, I think Chicago could have a flip of the coin, as you say, could have had that series too. But um, Vegas comes out on top, and I also think they're going to be a team that's going to be really hard to beat. They're real deep. Agreed. I, I was impressed with the uh, the work of the captain of the Chicago Blackhawks throughout the play-in and the first round. Jonathan Taves. Uh, showed a lot of heart throughout those first two series. He uh, turned back the clocks with his production a little bit. Uh, he he gave it everything he had out there. I was impressed watching him. Ultimately, Chicago, uh, really, the long shot sh- probably shouldn't even have been in the playoffs. They made it in there. They made a show in the play-in. No real surprise that they lost to Vegas. I think the right thing happened. But I was impressed with some of the effort level that was uh, put out there. And they also have some young guys coming up to Chicago, so they could be good. I mean, they could be like, and they're sort of rebuild slash still contending. They have Kubalik, Debrinket, Doc. I mean, they still have some. They have some young talent that's going to, you know, make a name for make a name for themselves in this league. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. There's a, certainly a promising core on their little rebuild on the fly that's going on out there. So, Dallas and Calgary, another correct pick for me. You know, I'm beating a dead horse here at this point. They're all correct picks for me from here on out. 
Dallas. You're loving this, uh, aren't you? You're just loving it. Well, I, I'm reluctant. I'm not the type that likes to say, I told you so. Uh, I'm, I'm just not one for it. So far, it's I've been forced against my will almost to have to remind you every single minute of every episode that I have been correct about just about everything. But that's not me. I don't want to be correct about Dallas, Colorado, Philadelphia, all of our next three that we're going to touch on real quick here. Uh, and we'll see how this ends, but could be Vancouver too. This is, this is rough for you, but uh, closing out Dallas, I think uh, Calgary played pretty well in the beginning of the series. That was a pretty evenly, uh, evenly fought battle there in the end. Dallas pulled way ahead in game six, uh, three, <laughs> three goals for Calgary there. The dreaded three, nothing lead in these 2020 playoffs, Dallas, if you turn that game off for a little while, turn it back on It's seven to three uh, game oh, yeah. six. That was something to see happen, but um, that was a frustrating series. I, I mean, Calgary was seconds away from going up three one, and that game Dallas go, scores late, goes into overtime, they win, and it's the series is tied. And then Calgary blows leads. Uh, that's just frustrating to watch from someone who picked Calgary, liked the Flames, and was hoping that they would do well. Um, and just so you wouldn't have that one extra team to gloat against me, they really, they really didn't do me any favors. So Calgary, I'm done. We're finished. Finished. Uh, some people accused me of making some phone calls to the league office in Toronto. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't put it past you. Or to say that I fixed the game to make sure uh, that's not the case. I just know how to pick the winning team, and uh, you just are attracted to a dumpster fire of a club. <sighs> Each and every time. So speaking of which, uh, let's talk about your desert dogs. Oh, oh my God. Because I really got to vanquish some demons here, okay? Uh, Steve Sullivan and John Tortorella, in the playing round, I was a little worried that these guys might be coming after me. Now, I'm sleeping pretty comfortably. Uh, Steve Sullivan and company vanquished by the Colorado Avalanche who just decided that it's cool again to absolutely <laughs> run up the score against your opponent and make sure that you put as much distance between the two of you as possible. Uh, your goaltending pick there, Darcy Kemper, involved in a fair amount of that. Uh, there's got to be some humble pie served up there. Uh, how you, how you digesting it? Listen, it's not the goalie's fault. I mean, you know that. Rule number one in hockey, it's the unwritten rule. It's never the goalie's fault, right? Don't blame well, Kemper. Don't blame Ranta. I mean, that's a cheap shot. You know, it's, that's not fair. I mean, the goals, it was like a mercy rule. It was like one of our games at sometimes where you know, they start running the clock after a while if you go up by like six or seven goals. I mean, Colorado just dismantled the Coyotes. But the Coyotes look good when they wore the Kachina jersey. So I'll just say that. I'll leave that series be. Colorado, too, looks like a team to be reckoned with. Nathan McKinnon might be one of the best, might be the best player in the game right now. Still yeah, playing and still playing in the playoffs. Of the, of the guys left. You might be right about that. Phenomenal talent. Uh, Coyotes did look sharp in those Kachina jerseys, no doubt there. But uh, my correct pick, Colorado Avalanche, moving on. Now, I think the next series we're talking about here is Philadelphia versus Montreal. And I think the same thing happened to you here that happened to you with Chicago. You got a little bit frozen. You know, the, the shooter came in, he faked the shot, you bit on it, you froze, and then he went right around you. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, you stuck with the teams from the playing round in a lot of these cases, Montreal being one. I told you Carey Price could steal a play-in, but I doubted he could steal a playoff series. And that's exactly what we saw. Philadelphia imposed their will the second half, got it closed out. 
uh, tonight, winning it four to two in the series. They won this game. This last game wasn't even close. Three to two. I mean, that's not even a close game. Your no, boys I mean, got it's... trounced. It was a massacre. Three to two, one goal massacre for sure. Now, um, unless you have anything else to say about that, we'll leave the Vancouver game is still uh, underway at the moment. We're about uh, we're into the second period here, one up in Vancouver. This one may come back to bite me because it's not over yet, and we're treating it as it's over. We saw what happened in Calgary. Well, who's we? Who's we treating it like it's over? It's all you. I mean, I'm not going to go against the heart of a champion. So the Blues can still – listen, I, don't you want to see a Game 7? I mean, we're getting shortchanged on this first round. I usually root for a seven-game series. Instead, all these series were going up 3-1. I mean, it seems like we're getting uh, less and less games, and the second round is starting earlier than we'd expected. So I want—I'm voting for more hockey. So I don't care what the pick is. I want Game Seven. I want double, triple, quadruple overtime. I don't care. Well, I agree. I love—I mean, I think every hockey fan loves Game Seven. I don't know if this is just us or if everybody else out there does this, but I can't find myself partaking in any other activity where there's some sort of bragging rights on the line. If it matters, it's going to be four out of seven. I don't care what we're playing. If it's a, yeah. a backyard game, I don't care if we're playing video games, whatever it is. If you want to be the top dog, you're going to win a four out of seven series against me. Most people do. Uh, once in a while, I'll take one the other way. But, you know, four out of seven for hockey is the coolest thing. Game seven for that result. There's nothing like it. You get down to game seven. Uh, I agree with you on that 100%. I would like to see some Game 7 action. But fortunately, the playoffs, even though it feels like now we're a little bit further in than we are, we're, we're only about to start Round 2. Plenty of time for some Game 7 matchups. We'll be oh, back definitely. next week to talk about some of those matchups once everything's settled a little bit later on tonight. We'll go over some of that stuff next week and some of the other big storylines coming up in the NHL. But uh, that's all we have for you tonight, folks. For the captain of the keeper, this is the captain asking you to please follow us on uh, Instagram, Google, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We really appreciate everybody listening to us. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, and uh, we're really grateful to be back on the air. And the keeper reminding you to use the hashtag captain of the keeper on Instagram, you know, sending us any messages for any topics or questions that you might have that you'd like to see on the show. We've already done two successful Q&A segments. Thanks to all the fans who have participated in that. And go to our Facebook page and like and follow. We got a lot of cool content that we're sharing with all of you guys. Hopefully you're enjoying the stuff that's on the social media. We have a nice creative twist, nice videos, and some fun stuff to, to get you through your day. So that's all the time we have for today. So bye-bye now. Bye-bye.